food subsidies work in Europe, generally speaking, is that they tend to not show up as easily in the ultra processed foods or they more evenly with ultra processed and then what I would call fresh fruits and vegetables. Here, just the way the system has worked out, it tends to undercut the pricing of the ultra processed foods more. So the consumer here and there, um, they're making a decision on ultra processed foods or fast foods and it's about the same cost per calorie as it is uh, either having one or the other. Here, the ultra processed food calorie is just much cheaper. So we can literally fill our belly up for less money with the ultra processed foods. Up to 88% of people have dysregulated glucose levels and most people don't even know it. When your glucose is dysregulated, you may have frequent high spikes in blood sugar with out of control hunger, cravings for sweet foods, energy dips and exhaustion throughout the day and the worst, stubborn weight gain. This is where the revolutionary new product Glucose Control can help. This formula is unique with all natural plant-based enzymes, organic mushrooms, and probiotics. People have been reporting amazing results. Crystal R says, I can't express how much I love Glucose Control. It has helped me with weight loss, cravings, and energy. Alan N says, I take two capsules before lunch and I have lost eight pounds without changing my diet. Today, you too can try this amazing formula for only $10 and shipping is free. Better yet, most people see the benefits within just one month. With a money back guarantee, there's no risk, only upside. Get your stay with the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Eddie Stone coming to the program and he's, I sell his products. He's the CEO of Touchstone. And they just, I love this company and the way that they treat people and how they're focused on helping people. But I wanted to talk to them about, you know, I've been uh, sharing the glucose control. It's this $10 offer to help with your sugar levels and things. I wanted people to understand what was behind this. And I also talk, I open up about my own issues and why I like it so much. But we're going to talk about general problems before we even get into diving into this too much, we're going to talk about where we're standing with obesity. We're talking about the majority of adults are now obese and over half of children are considered obese. If you look at the obese chart and I was talking about how I go to, I went to France back, I don't know, it was probably like seven years ago. And then I, everybody was thin and I came here and I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe how heavy everybody was. If you get out of this environment and you go someplace else where people aren't obese like they are here and then you come back then you can really see it it's you get acclimated and you don't see it anymore it is incredible i mean you just go to walmart and you look around it's almost everybody and we're going to talk about what's causing this our food system does the government i mean i'm going to be honest here do these people are they just greedy and looking for things to addict us because that's a lot of what's behind this the all these things are addictive or are they purposely trying to make us unhealthy? I don't know. He doesn't, we don't talk about that, but I start wondering, I'm like, why are we so unhealthy? And why are we not focusing on this? Because it is not that hard. It's not that complex to deal with this, but especially when knowing that when I was in my growing up in my teens, we didn't have all these problems and now we do. So our food supply is really tainted. So we're going to talk about that and get into other topics as well. 
But before I get into this, I want to remind you about my Substack. I have some exclusive interviews that I've been putting up there. One is with Richard Vag, and he was the Treasury Secretary in, in for the state of Pennsylvania. And what makes him so interesting is he views the dollar as strong. And he says all the pundits are wrong and the dollar strong. He makes this argument. I was expecting him to talk about debt, about student debt and how so much of the assets on our U.S. books are actually student debt. And I wanted to dive into that because student debt being the, the what our assets are, a big chunk of what we have on our book as asset is student debt. But we didn't get into too much of that. We talked about it a little bit, but we started talking about his belief that the dollar is stronger. And I think it's important that people need to look at both sides. I personally believe that the BRICS are, are going to take over eventually. I think the dollar is in its last days. All history points to that. The inflation that we're seeing, the amount of printing that we're seeing, I think that, and I've covered this at nauseum with multiple shows about our dollar and how you should be buying gold and silver to preserve your assets when this dollar, um, it's going to happen overnight, guys. That's the scary part is we have no idea when it's going to happen. It's going to happen overnight. So you want to be prepared. So I always tell people to go to Miles Franklin info at milesfranklin.com. Look at getting your IRAs, things transferred over if you have not yet, or at least protect yourself with some gold and silver. And they will give you the best prices period, best service and the best prices in the country. That is a promise from Andy Sheckman to me directly. But regardless, he thinks that the dollar is stronger than people believe. And so he has an argument for that. That is one of the exclusive videos that I have up on Substack. So if you go to sarahwestall.substack.com, you'll be able to see that. And I want to tell you, I also have a seven-day free trial. So if there's anything that you want to see there and you're not a member yet, just start the seven-day free trial. You'll be able to see everything you want to for free. And if you're one of those who cannot afford to pay for it, everybody's in, I mean, this economy is terrible. If you cannot afford it, send me a message. I'll give you a free I'll give you free subscriptions. So remember that. And the only thing that I ask is that you share my work and share this work. This is all important. Okay, let's get into my really good conversation with Eddie Stone. Hi, Eddie. Welcome back to the program. Hey, great to be here, Sarah. Good, Always good to speak to you and your audience. Yeah, I love having you here. You're one of my favorite affiliates. And I've stuck with you guys because you are so honest and have a lot of integrity. I don't stick with all my affiliates. You know, over the years, you watch how people behave and how they treat your customers, and you have been amazing. And so I want to thank you for that. But I also wanted to talk to you about obesity and the issues that we're facing because the majority of the adults in our country are obese and the health issues that we're seeing, I mean, it's from all sorts of factors. And I want to talk about our food system and our ability not to digest stuff. And we have an epidemic that is underpinning most of the problems that we're seeing in health. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and first, thank you uh, for the kind words. I think we got 30 some thousand five-star reviews on support and service and products. So we, we work hard at that. It's important to us and we'd like to treat your audience like they're our family too. And so that's great. Um, when you talk about these issues and so I just turned 60 years old and I think this has been a topic of conversation at, at least for as long as I can remember. I mean, I remember girls in high school 
you know, focused on weight and these kinds of issues. And there's some really common issues that you sort of spoke to. It has a lot to do with just generally what we eat in the U.S., which is pretty common in sort of Western societies. We tend to focus on food availability, how fast it's there, how convenient it is. And certainly I understand most people that pull through a drive-thru and there's a styrofoam container with some food in it they're handed to. They understand there's some challenges, right? But it's the convenience. Maybe the kids need to eat between practices. You know, kind of what is it? Or the cost, right? Or the cost. Or the cost. Yeah. Our, our, in this country, we do a fair amount of food subsidies or crop subsidies. I got kind of mixed emotions about that. But the bottom line is that tends to show up in lowering the cost of ultra processed foods more so than whole fruits and vegetables or even meats, right, um, that haven't been processed. And so you could argue that while it does make calories cheap, it doesn't necessarily make nutrition cheap. And well, you there's still a have price. to eat more, right? I mean, in order to, yeah. you have, your body's craving that nutrition. So your body doesn't stop craving it until you get your your basic nutrition. Yeah. And, and, and plus make, make no mistake, those big food, food manufacturers, they're working hard to develop recipes, formulas, combinations of salt, fat, and sugar, things like this, that make you want more. The addictive right? to it versus the, that's what's exactly healthy. Right. Yeah. And in an addictive, right. We hear that term. I really believe it is addictive, almost like a narcotic in that you just crave it, you know, sort of constantly. Does it have sort of the same impact? I don't know. But from a health standpoint, particularly with sugar, we can make this argument. Sugar is more addictive, uh, addictive than cocaine, from what I understand. Yeah, I, I think you can you 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 can make that statement, um, particularly when you look at its impact on the brain and the serotonin and the production of serotonin, right, which gives people happy feelings so they eat more. However, there's a crash that comes and its negative impact on the gut means that something like serotonin, which most of it is produced in your gut when your gut becomes unhealthy, you're sort of incapable of producing at the same level. So, I mean, this is a very complex issue. I know that the show's not designed to be about five or six hours, but I mean, you could really go that far just trying to look at the, the the depths of the pieces. But the bottom line is the way our society is set up today, the pace of our society, the way we all sort of live, this combination of convenient fast food that tastes good enough uh, versus the cost and time associated with preparing really whole fruits and vegetables and home-cooked meals and things like that, consumers uh, have, have wound up choosing too often, in my opinion, the ultra-processed foods that's not serving them and or serving their kids and family in terms of the example and what they grew up learning to to eat. Well, I know that I, you know we have our family dinner every Sunday. And so we've started that during COVID. Now we just keep continuing it. It's one of the best things that we've done. And there's like, like 10 people around the table. And for a long time, we would go get it catered at a restaurant or something. And lately I've been making the dinners and we're go. like, you know what? This just tastes better. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm not a big cook. But like, you know what? It's healthier for us. It tastes better. And we're going to do more of this. And everybody's liking it more because we're just realizing that the restaurant food isn't all that great. I mean, it doesn't no. even taste that great if you know how to cook. Yeah, that's right. It tends to be dominated by sort of salt, fat, and sugar instead of the subtleties of the fruit or the vegetable, whatever it is. Yes. And that's just because in a processed food environment, 
those subtleties are missing. I think from personal observation, as you begin to eat better, maybe you just take one meal a day and make that the one you really focus on over time. Those meals that aren't up to that standard, they lose some of their luster, right? They don't taste as good. And so you tend to crave instead of that fast food nation sort of idea, sort of this slow cooking or, or slow prepared food and, and you just get more out of it. And I, I wished food had, just like you've described with your family, more of a social uh, fabric to it, right? Because I, I do think there's a lot to be said. And if, if you look at like statistics on heart attacks or survival rates on heart attacks or longevity, people that have good family social networks, family can be family or can be friends, and they spend time in those social environments, oftentimes around food, they just tend to live longer or die less frequency, however you want to say it. Well, isn't the family experience, you know, the whole Sunday dinner that we resurrected in my house, isn't that just important for family? I know we, when I was raising my children, they're both out of college. My daughter is a fifth year senior. She's going to graduate this year. She's my youngest. But when I was raising my two, it was important that we would sit around the table and eat or we would have family time. And so much of that is missing, right? It's just the health benefits of just being sitting there, being calm and talking amongst family members. Yeah. Phones down, no TV, right? The full human experience, right? I, I, hey, listen, I'm a big fan of it. And some of the greater moments of my life, both with my mom and dad and brother and sister, but with my kids today and my wife, it, it centers around those moments where we quiet out all the noise and hear about each other's day or whatever it happens to be. And, and, and sometimes that can be intense, right? Somebody's got something to say or whatever. So I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying. It's hard though. I mean, it's not always calm because <laughs> you got your family and you're willing to tell people what you think. And so there yeah. can be, especially with my dad, um, you know, and me, we tend to be a little bit more opinionated, but um, it, it's so Help. I mean, it's just so healthy for all of us. And my parents are getting older. So how do you keep the older generation in the loop with the younger generation? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and listen, discord between generations or parents or whatever, I actually think learning to deal with that and having robust conversations could serve us in the public too, right? We, we've stopped being able to discuss and debate and That's right. criticize in a healthy way ideas. So maybe that's because we don't do it as much at home anymore. And so we don't go into the public sphere and be able to have those conversations and truly knuckle down on issues. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to unpack with what, what we're saying. I think you're right. And, and so what if you're a conservative and your sister's a liber libertarian and your other sister's a liberal or your dad's a whatever he is, you all have to get together and just work it out and um, maybe avoid certain topics. <laughs> But other things Probably not a bad idea. <laughs> but other things just you have to hash these things out, right? And then realize at the end of the day, okay, whatever happens here, we still love each other. Yeah, you might have to say it several times, right? Put a post-it note up. We still love each other. But we I love agree. each other. Yeah. You know what? And 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 there's practical things that come from this beyond what we're talking about, taking the ability to have disagreements outside the home in a healthy way. It probably causes you to eat slower, probably causes you to see somebody more clearly. Uh, but for me, just like my career is really built about around health, nutrition, habits, 
managing disease risk, uh, longevity, and the role that food and supplements can play in it. And I know that if people can take a time out, even just a little bit each day to think about the food and, and the role it serves them or, or these types of things, they're just going to make better decisions. And man, I think most of the battle for people is just make a few better decisions. They don't all have to be the best decisions. Just make a few better decisions or a little more conscious decisions with regard to food and what they consume. Well, food is hard because you you can't find good food easily in, like we were saying, fast food. You go to a gas station, you need to pick something up quick. It's really difficult. I remember going, our family went to France when we were, my kids were in high school. And I remember everybody was so thin. I mean, my family's fairly thin, but we didn't look thin when we were there. We just looked kind of normal, maybe on the heavier side, to normal because they were all so thin and then but we're thin here in the united states as a family but we came i remember seeing every a sea of thin people and then going to the airport and hitting the united states and everyone is overweight and i wasn't exaggerating i mean after looking at what it means to be thin and then coming here it was such a stark difference when we say the majority of the people are obese i would say that I mean, the adults, I mean, what are we looking at? 75%? When you look at an airport and you're coming back and you see a sea of heavy people, it seems like the adult population, we're really approaching a pretty severe percentage. It's well over half of adults, and it's approaching that for kids that fit into that obese category. And the challenge is it brings on all these issues associated with health and longevity in the moment and long-term metabolic disorders come from that type of thing. And when you think about the Europeans in general, which is kind of where this reputation comes from, they tend to be in their daily life just more active than us for whatever reason that is. If you compare, let's say, the white-collar worker to the white-collar worker there, the blue-collar to the blue-collar there, they just tend to be more active. So you've got some caloric deficit being created just from the general burning. The other side of this is not to beat this issue to death. The way the food subsidies work in Europe, generally speaking, is that they tend to not show up as easily in the ultra processed foods or they more evenly with ultra processed and then what I would call fresh fruits and vegetables. Here, just the way the system has worked out, it tends to undercut the pricing of the ultra processed foods more. So the consumer here and there. Um, they're making a decision on ultra-processed foods or fast foods, and it's about the same cost per calorie as it is uh, either having one or the other. Here, the ultra-processed food calorie is just much cheaper. So we can literally fill our belly up for less money with the ultra-processed foods. However, the fiber that plays a role specifically in how food moves through your system and creating or not creating caloric waste and other types of factors here I mean we're just probably as a whole just getting more calories from weaker sources and it's making it harder it just making it, it a just... lot harder well i remember when i was there and i was talking to this woman who owned a store and she's like i'm telling you she was talking about her experience going to the united states and she goes, I, I'm telling you, Sarah, I went to Canada for three months and she gained 20 pounds. She goes, I didn't eat any different. I did the same thing. Took me a year to get it off just by being back in this environment. She said she had a friend who was from Canada 
who moved there, moved to France for the summer. And he lost 50 pounds in the summer, just living there. I mean, he didn't try. He, it was their food and their everything they were exposed to. So we're fighting an uphill battle with everything that we're surrounded by. Yeah, we are. We are. And, and, and the answers are complicated, but at the same time, I think they can be more simple. Right. Anybody listening to this can choose to be more active during their day, um, whether that's just getting up from their desk or taking some of their lunch hour to walk a half a block, a block, anything. I mean, I know that ultimately today we're going to talk a little bit about blood sugars and, and, and glucose control. One of the things we know from research is that post meal, so after you eat, if you are active even as much as 12 to 15 minutes, and that means maybe you got up and did the dishes or you took the dog for a walk, but you're just moving at some capacity for 12 to 15 minutes post-meal, you've dropped by more than half uh, the glucose spike that normally occurs when people eat, which is a big gain. I mean, that's a big percentage, percentage needle-moving gain in how your body manages glucose, just little teeny things like that. So if you just plan, okay, I'm going to have a meal and I'm going to plan for, like, say I have a half an hour for lunch, I'm going to eat and I'm going to take 10 minutes of that to do a walk or something that will make a huge difference in your long-term health. It's better to make a walk right after you eat than before you eat or some random time. Immediately, right after, right after. And, and so it does require that a person be thoughtful about what they're going to eat. So if you don't have a one one strategy, and I realize this is just a, a commitment, maybe everybody's not willing to do, but I really know at, at, for the most part, every day when I wake up, just exactly when and where and how I'm going to eat. It's it's important to me. It's It's just kind of part of my thinking. And so I don't have surprise meals. I didn't forget to eat and I stop at a convenience store to eat, which is just a horrible idea. That's just, just, just as a whole, that's a horrible idea. And so I try to think about it. Sometimes that means I've got to go to the trouble of packing a little bit of food, but I make sure that I'm, I know what's going on with food time. I'm prepared to do that. Either I prepped a meal or I know where I'm going to go get the meal, general idea of what I'm going to get so that I've got that leftover time, one, to eat it a little more slowly, but two, have some activity. Does that require a little planning? Yeah, but I have to imagine most people can develop that habit if they really want to enjoy the benefits of good, robust energy, health, and good sleep. They can plan this, right? I'm not talking about getting a PhD in nutrition. I'm just talking about being thoughtful about the process of eating during the day. I think you're right. You know, I, I, I'm going to talk about my situation. And I think everybody knows who watches my show knows that this is something that, I, you know, what I eat and my weight and all that stuff is really important to me. And, and it's because I'm having uh, more issues with it. I thought maybe I had a thyroid problem. I don't. I don't eat that much. You know, my nutrition, what I eat is probably less than I did in my 20s. And I still have a problem keeping my weight off. And I had Sherry Edwards, who looks at, did a bioacoustic um, evaluation of me. She said that I'm not digesting all of my, this was about six weeks ago, she talked to me about it, not digesting all of my food properly. And that I'm, so the uptake of the nutrients isn't getting to my body like it should. It's probably causing me to be more tired. And it's also causing me to store those toxins in my fat cells because my body's just not 
digesting it properly, right? It's probably causing inflammation too, that I, you know, I'm always working on inflammation with carbon 60 and other things, but it just does. And that's why I started taking your um, glucose control because of the digestive enzymes and the sugar, the sugar content. It's one of the things that she suggested. You really need to look at digestive enzymes, up your digestive enzymes. So can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think that there are a lot of people like me with the food that we're dealing with. And you look at what it means, like when people go to you know, live in France versus here and they don't do anything different and they're gaining all this weight. I think it has to do with our food and our ability to digest this food and then how that affects our weight and our energy and everything else. That's what's ha- happening with me. Yeah, and, and, and it's happening with millions and millions of people in the United States and other Western countries that have dietary approaches like ours, let's say, like our friends in Canada. And so where this really comes down to is the more ultra-processed food you eat, and in our country, estimates are that about 95% of the calories being consumed on average by adults are coming from ultra-processed foods. So those are not complete in their nutritional profile. They may have some synthetic uh, nutrients added back to meet certain FDA standards. But for the most part, right, that's just ultra processed, devoid of sort of the native things you might find. So in the wheat, there's no wheat germ, hence no B vitamins and all these other types of materials. The fiber is essentially gone. But since all that food is generally cooked, those native enzymes that aid the body in digestion are gone. And so it is good advice for people to think about having a digestive enzyme in their supplements, right? So we, we've done that as a company for our entire existence because we just sort of know this, right? We're trying to help people have a better experience just across the board. And so almost every product we sell has some amounts of digestive enzyme to support that. And so metabolic issues, I mean, let's set aside the challenges with diabetes, right? Whether you're talking about type one, which is far more serious or type two diabetes, right? And all the challenges that come with that and the threats to health, blindness, cardiovascular disease, risk factors, increasing death. I mean, there's just all that there, but the metabolic issues, why weight control, but what comes with that is energy levels are terrible. People don't sleep properly. Uh, They get headaches because of the cycle, the ups and downs of their glucose, right? And so when they're crashing headaches and they eat too much, again, they get these sort of terrible cycles. And so I believe the diet is playing the largest role there, but we've got to meet people where they are, right? And so rather than just saying, hey, throw out everything you know about food and diet and change. I want you to just go do this and go do that. People become overwhelmed by trying to adopt all those changes. I'm more of an incrementalist. And yep, so if yep. I can give them some education and then give them some supplements to sort of support the idea, I believe the better people feel, I believe the better they look to themselves when they look in the mirror. How inspiring is that, right? All of a sudden you go, I'm not doing bad for this age or that age, right? And there's some pride if you're going back to the high school reunion, right? That you feel good about who you are today and what you look like. I think that invites more commitment and people to pay more attention. So that's always been sort of my approach to this. And so when we made glucose control, which for those that aren't familiar with it, it's a simple capsule product and you can use uh, one or two capsules before each meal. For most people, particularly those that do struggle with blood sugars and blood sugar struggles represent about 88% of the U S population. They'd be referred to as people that are insulin resistant 
so that they're either making a low quality of insulin at this point in their life or not enough insulin at this point in their life. And so as their glucose rises in their bloodstream, their body's ability to respond, manage that, get the energy from the glucose into the cell becomes limited. And so it drives people to both overeating and glucose cycles or, or, or out of control spikes, right? Which I know for some people that might sound a little like, okay, are we in biochemistry class? This is just really the, the best description I can give you for just real world stuff that's happening to almost 90% of adults in this country. Once that happens, uh, their ability to control weight is greatly diminished and it will even impact all forms of, of disease risk, including cancer, for example, because you're going to have more inflammatory issues, the more trouble you have uh, controlling blood sugars. And so we think the key important factors here is one, digestive enzymes so that food is broken down properly. But here's the real trick and what's doing uh, a significant amount of the work in that product. We have a proprietary blend of enzymes. They actually come from, they're plant-based. They come from five different countries. And this blend of enzymes. And Ooh, so for I those listening. Up. I lost you just for a second. Those blends of, it comes from five different countries. And then I lost you. Yeah, so so those enzymes come from five different countries, and quite literally, they will turn sugar into fiber. Their their work as a natural enzyme. This is this is twenty plus years of work that went into this. Will take and break down those glucose molecules, the glucose itself, and turn it into a fiber or a hard starch. And so, for those that, what does that really mean? It means that one, it doesn't require an insulin spike because the glucose doesn't go up so quickly. And that fiber hard starch now means that you it's gonna go through your system like fiber and not be broken down. And so you've got caloric waste that's going to occur from those same calories. So, I mean, literally if I'm having apple pie with apple pie without, the apple pie with isn't gonna have the same impact on your glucose and or the calorie count assimilated by your body. Now that is not a license. To, to go out there and you know That's eat all right. the too, too much desserts. That's not what I'm trying to suggest. I'm just saying, but now it's important that if you're wanting this to help you with those levels of control, having it an hour ahead of time is ideal. And the more you struggle with sugar, the more you struggle with glucose, the more you struggle with weight, the more strongly I suggest that you have two ahead of that meal one hour. If you forget all that, don't just say the heck with it. Have it with the meal. I'm describing the optimal situation as to taking a couple of these an hour before meal. But listen, if you've only got one and you only remember to take it at the meal, that's better than nothing. But this is all about managing those glucose spikes. So in addition to that, we've got some medicinal mushrooms that support that process because we want to take a holistic approach as well as natural probiotics because we want to try to maintain and improve the health of the flora and the biome in your bowel. The more we do that, there's less likely to be yeast issues, bad floor issues, improve your gut health, help your body's sort of natural health fight, leaky gut, uh, second brain, gut brain connections, you know, where serotonin is better produced in a healthy gut. There's just all kinds of good benefits. And you can, if you were had a glucose monitor on, you would see this the first time you used it. Most people are not running around with the glucose monotrone. So for most people, it's more of a subtle impact. Well, if they give this 30 days, 
They're just going to feel better across the board, even if they don't do anything else. If they couple it with a little activity after the meal, a few slow meals, right, instead of always fast food, uh, remarkable what people are seeing. We're, we're, we're really proud because having done this really my whole adult life, I've never had something that more specifically and clearly can help people manage, everyday people manage uh, their blood sugars. And, and it's just crucial if you want to live a long time. Well, I like the probiotics and the digestive enzymes in there as well, because for me, like I was saying, I'm not digesting things. They have this, this. I think it's part of our food system. They don't think it's not a big deal. They're creating ice cream out of plastic. And then in order to get people to be able to handle it, because you can't digest plastic, they're going to add a bunch of digestive enzymes to this plastic ice cream so that your body can digest it. It's not the best thing to just eat crap and then take a bunch of digestive enzymes, but we don't have a, a choice because we're getting a lot of crap and we need to be able to break that down. And then slowly, like you're saying, slowly get to a better diet. So your body's not relying on it so much, but I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm in my you know early fifties. I've been eating like crap when I was growing up and I eating, you know, I've been subjected to this stuff my whole life. My body's rejecting a lot of things that I would have been able to easily digest in my 20s. Well, so your ability to digest, I mean, you, you, you've identified something there that I think most people have experienced, right? When you're 18 or you're 20, you know, you can go to a buffet at midnight and wake up skinny, right? <laughs> when you're in your 40s or 50s, you can drive past a buffet and wake up bloated, right? It just, it's just this <laughs> terrible thing. Your metabolism, because of your not only your enzyme production, but hormones and other things, begins to slow at about 27, 28 years of age. Obviously, it varies from one person to another, but also that insulin sensitivity that I spoke about. You probably know people that can eat and do anything and they're real thin at My 60. Okay. So I imagine if we tested your husband, he is insulin sensitive. And so he manages sugars that come at him no matter what, incredibly efficiently. And in fact, so much so we might hate him for it, right? Because he can just <laughs> enjoy all the dessert and yet, you know, wakes up skinny. That's about eight to 10% of our population sort of enjoy that genetic uh, benefit. But for the rest of us, it's a constant struggle after about 24 to say 27 with insulin resistance. And so we literally have to exercise, pay attention to what we eat and look towards supplements to help us manage that because it's going to lead us into more risky areas for every disease that we That's know right. about because of spikes in sugars and inflammation that comes from it. So I, it's just I think different you, body types. I think you get to a point, you just realize, okay, I really got to figure this out. I'm just not feeling, I can tell it's my food. I can tell it's how I'm processing and digesting and dealing with it. Got to eat healthier, but I really need this help. You have a uh, an offer where people can get this to try it. And I love this because people can feel the difference in 30 days. You have an offer for people to try it for only 10 bucks and include shipping. And they, they can feel better. Most people can feel better within that first trial 30 day opportunity. Yeah, that, that, that's right. We feel very strongly about this product. We introduced it in June. It's the culmination of a decades of work by a lot of really 
bright people and people that really care about what's going on. We feel an obligation to make sure people try it. At this point, a lot of people have given up and they just, you know, they just don't think anything's possible. So essentially the offer breaks down into a $50 off situation. The product sales uh, for $59 on our subscription program. And, and so it's, it's literally $9. It's $50 off. And so when people look at the offer, the link that you put up, um, they can take the offer, which then gives them a subscription that can be canceled at any time. No questions asked um, for the next for that best price for the first uh, product they receive on subscription, or they can buy it at the retail price. I think it's $75 without a subscription offer. So it's, so it's up to them. But everything we sell, 100% money back guarantee, no no questions about it. People can look at our reviews if they want to see what kind of company we are. But we believe for most people, if they just try it and sincerely use it, uh, the sort of in results and how they feel, even regardless of the scale, which I think the scale is going to also show this, if they're doing a glucose monitoring, it'll really show it. I just think they'll be, begin to realize this is a real tool for me to better manage my health. That's right. It's just a real tool that you can use ongoing to help you get through all this crap. Thank you so much, Eddie, for joining us sure. today. What do you want to tell people in this chaotic world? How do we manage through? Maybe give us a little pointer on how to deal with stress, and then we'll end it with that. You know what? Um, I really believe first you don't give up on yourself. Just don't, right? I think there is so much chaos and wars and politics. I mean, it's just... It's a lot to wake up to each day. For me, I minimize the amount of news I'm consuming. I just do, right? I, I take it in so that I'm aware as an adult of what's happening, but I can't do that all day. And so I try to be conscious of my health and my family's health and, and, and just those things I do to be productive. And so I do believe controlling that messaging helps some, but at the end of the day, don't lose yourself in it. If you're going to spend all day on it, okay. Do that, but don't lose yourself in it, right? Practice some good sleep hygiene where you at least cut it off a couple hours before bedtime so you get a chance to go to sleep and get some good rest till your body doesn't rest. It can't repair and fully utilize good nutritional habits and other things you're doing. So self-care, man. It, it's, uh, some people tell me, oh, that's a soft word. However you want to say it, if you don't preserve yourself, you can't make the contribution to society and family that you want to. So you got to have just like put the mask on on the airplane first. Got to have some self-preservation. If you want to be a warrior, you got to pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. If you just want to survive and protect your family, you need to pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Th thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Bye. Bye.